Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast of Road to Abundance. Today we have a special guest, Brad Lee. I've been following him for over a year on social media. I just love his content. He's an entrepreneur. He has a podcast. He's the CEO of Lightspeed VT. Um, so thank you for joining me today. And if you want to introduce yourself, tell us what you do. And yeah. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing amazing. Appreciate you having me. Um, my name is Brad Lee. As you know, I am an entrepreneur and a podcast host and, uh, you know, live life the hard way. So I learned a lot of things. Hopefully I can share some of those things today. Yeah, man, I would love that if you can drop some gold nugget and I've, I've, I've been watching some of your YouTube video, like the, the dropping bomb of 2022, like your last YouTube of the year that you did alone. And a lot of your Instagram content, I share so many things and views that you have. So yeah, tell us a little bit like your story and how did you become so successful and the mistake you did and the things you learned and yeah, just a little bit more about your background. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, when I was about 30 years old, I started a business called Lightspeed VT, which turned out to become one of the leading training systems that are, that's used by, you know, large companies, large brands to train and motivate and, you know, develop people. But, mm -hmm. uh, for the first eight years, it didn't really work very well. You know, I mean, not the platform, but selling it, building the business because we were ahead of our time. But I think with the, you know, internet growing and, you know, continuing to push, you know, people eventually saw what I was talking about and, you know, that kind of blew up and that got me around a lot of big thinkers. And so I started, you know, listening to a lot of various people and what they thought. And that started to shift my thinking. And, you know, next, next thing, you know, old Jed's a millionaire. <laughs> so eight years, that that's amazing. So for eight years, you just as constant, constant, damn <laughs> perseverance. And you just kept going. And like, even if it wasn't working, you knew that you had a great product. Uh, if I understood correctly, light speed is you're going to teach people more uh, how to be better in business and stuff like that? Well, no, Lightspeed is a software that allows you to deliver, track. Actually, it allows you to create, deliver, track, and measure interactive content. So okay. we have training systems that are built around sales training, you know, um, even how to get your own divorce. I mean, like dog training. We Our platform allows you to deliver information track and measure it which is usually in the form of training so tony robbins grant cardone damon john zig ziglar john maxwell people like that have leveraged our technology to to deliver track and measure their content to develop people within workforces or individuals looking to you know grow so we train on well we don't train we help customers who train and it's basically the content on social media or the content just in, in the company? No, we create content for our uh, subject matter experts based on courses that they want to teach. So what you see on social media is not what you get with the Lightspeed platform. The Lightspeed platform goes deeper probably into some of the subjects that they touch on on social media. Social media is really just a marketing tool for their mm -hmm. courses. That's awesome. And what is the biggest takeaway that you learned through those eight years? What was the massive change for you, maybe in your mindset, maybe in what you were doing that led from not necessarily making that much money to being a millionaire? Well, again, I mean, I had a really good idea. We were just ahead of our time. So what kept me going is I believed in the bottom of my heart or all of my heart uh, that within 90 days, something was going to pop off. Like I, every 90 days, I figured, man, 90 more days, this thing's going to be exploded. So 90 days later, you know, I would, I would think the same thing. Like, you know, it didn't quite happen, but 90 more days is going to happen. And I'll tell you right now it will. And then 90 more days later, it didn't. And I'm like, dude, I guarantee you in 90 days, this thing's going to take off. And so I kind of just had the, ridiculous belief that 90 days it was going to blow up. And, and for some reason it never did. But uh, after about eight or nine years, when, when technology started catching up and the world started catching up with our idea, you know, it, people started listening, people started using it. And then obviously, 
you know, I started closing bigger names and bigger brands. And then obviously with that, the revenue started to increase. And now we were not paycheck to paycheck. We were actually profitable. And, you know, we just kept building and scaling that. And then our customers build and scale their businesses, which build and scales ours. And so, you know, 20 years later, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, eight figure software company that, that could probably demand a nine, you know, nine figure exit. Um, the only reason I'm the CEO is because I started it. If I, if I didn't start it, I would definitely not be the CEO here. You know, I, <laughs> I, uh, I think, I think ultimately, you know, my mission is to get the knowledge from the people who have it, the people who need it. So we can all live in a more successful world. And, you know, I think people fail because they don't have the right information. And so it's mm -hmm. my duty to help get that information from the people who have it to the people who want it. Cause dude, listen, there's so many people out there that are failing and they have no clue why they, no one's taught them anything. And what we did get yeah. taught is wrong. You know, we get taught in school, a lot of things that keep us down, which is not, yeah. you know, so, so that's my mission. And the platform I think is just a tool in that mission. And fortunately, you know, I found the right team and we've got the right people and the right developers. And we have a really quality system that's, that's stood the test of time. That's about it. So, I mean, if someone was out there listening, like, you know, what did I do? I just didn't give up. You know, I just kept going. I kept believing that 90 days, everything was going to turn around. And fortunately, eight years later, it did. But now it's been 23 years. So you can imagine, I can't even remember when it wasn't working. Because it worked, it worked longer than it didn't. Yeah, no, exactly. But was there like, because 90 day, like eight years, we're talking about four times 90 day times eight. So it's like 32 90 day period that you were like, it's going to work. It's going to work. And I was just talking with my girlfriend earlier today. And I was like, the thing is, people can't even deal with delayed gratification. They want things now and they don't enjoy the process. So for you, it was a massive delay in gratification because it was eight years. Was there anything that you did differently around that year? The mindset, you say you were exposed to the good people and the knowledge. So like what made, what made a huge difference for you? I think one of the things that made a big difference to me is, you know, learning gratitude. A lot of people take life for granted, you know, yeah. and I learned to not do that which makes my life, I think, a little bit better than most, not, not just financially, but, but otherwise, because if I told you I'd give you, you know, $10 million, you'd freak out, you know, if you thought about that and people are like, yeah. oh man, I, I'd solve all my problems and they'd be in a good mood and they'd run around all happy <laughs> and shit. But if you couldn't wake up tomorrow, you'd trade that $10 million to wake yeah. up again. So, so that means just waking up is worth more than 10 million to you. But you don't act that enthusiastic when you wake up. Why? Well, because we take waking up for granted, you know? Yeah. And so, so I learned very, uh, well, not very early, but I learned a little bit uh, ago that waking up was valuable. And as soon as my eyes open now, I, I get extremely excited and enthusiastic that apparently I get another day. The whole day's not <laughs> promised, but hey, looks like I get another day. So I'm smiling, I'm bouncing out of bed and I'm looking to freaking start hitting things with all the weight behind me, which most people don't do. They wake up and they start worrying. They start fretting. They start worrying about bills and you know all the problems and challenges that they have. Well, I've got yeah. the advantage because I'm so grateful. I think of those as opportunities. So when you can take all of your problems and challenges and turn them, turn them into opportunities and you have that mindset, dude, you got an advantage over a lot of people. Yeah, that's, that, that's really like, I agree. I've been, um, like I've been, I created this gratitude journal just for that to remind people to be grateful every day. Like I started journaling really more about great gratitude every day before I used to just think about it, but it helps me to put it on paper. And I challenge myself to find five things different every day that I'm grateful for. Do you have any practice like that? Or you just do it mentally and it's kind of a meditation in the morning that you wake up, you're like, wow, I'm grateful to be here on, on earth I, and live this experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful for everything. I don't have to list them out. I'd be there all day. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm grateful for everything. Like everything. The, at the end of the day, I'm grateful for everything. 
I'm grateful that I had a black eye or black eyes. I'm grateful that freaking my kids are healthy. I'm grateful all day, every day, but mainly because I'm alive. And once you're alive, once yeah. you realize, you know, you're alive. Okay. Well, dude, then everything else is wonderful. The question is, is, you know, when I wake up, I don't think it's yeah. going to be a good day. I think how good of a day is it going to be? Yeah, that's very important. And I think a lot of people approach their day with a negative mindset of like, oh, I wake up and I think about all my problem and I forget to focus on being grateful and positive and, and how quick life can change. So I'm super like impressed that even with your massive success, you don't take anything for granted. You're grateful for your life. It proves how powerful is gratitude because you're grateful for what you have and you know that you'll get even more and you're already grateful for it. So it, it's super important. It attracts it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And you were grateful before the success came. Like you were already grateful while building it, enjoying the journey and grateful every day. 100%. I was, I, I've been grateful for a while. <laughs> that's awesome. And I took note that you said that you wouldn't be the CEO now if, it, if you didn't start the company. I guess that you built an amazing culture in the company that the company kind of run itself. I mean, you're supervising, you're putting your input, your idea, but is it, is it what I understood correctly? Like your company just is booming and, and employee are doing what they're supposed to do and they have like leadership. Yeah. I mean, you know, like any business, you know, you've got, you've got the, the leadership, but sometimes, you know, you pick the wrong one and you have to replace them. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, business is booming now, but you know, after COVID, you know, people realize that you still have to train people. So online learning really exploded during COVID. So our business obviously took a big uptick on that as well. But at the end of the day, I mean, I have multiple businesses. This is just one of them. Um, I have a merchant services company where we eliminate people's credit card processing fees because right now there's major, I, I wouldn't say corruption. It's just the wild west in the merchant processing field. So if you're running credit cards and you know, you're on Stripe or these other services that just rape you, you know, I started yeah, it's one insane. Of, yeah. So I started a merchant services company. I started a financial services, life insurance, health, mortgage protection, annuities, stuff like that. Um, solar, which is a huge gold rush right now. So, I mean, I, I've got multiple businesses and each one needs a leadership team focused on running the business. All you need are systems and processes. And, and, uh, what, what is the merchant services? Like, what is the, the, like better stripe, if you, if you will, like, what, what did you create? Well, we eliminate the fees. So, but what is the name of the company? Real Merchant Services. So that's awesome. R E A L. Real. Yeah, Real Merchant Services. Yeah, because I I use uh, Stripe and it, it's insane. I would say it's corruption because they they have the the monopoly in the market and they you have no choice and you get fees from the bank, you get fees, you get tax from the government to and then you get tax on what you buy on the money that was taxed and then you get fees on your money that you spend and fee on the money that you receive. So it's like, and you have kind of no options because PayPal is 3.5% kind of even chase, even like I, I went to check, it was 3.5%. If you punch it manually, 2.8, like it's, it's, it's a massive scam. I, I'll say that it's a scam. Like I, I feel like they're, yeah, but, but imagine right now, if they told you, you can't cr process credit cards, how much money would your business lose? Yeah. No, for sure. But there's for sure a way to reduce the fee like you did, which is an amazing solution. Yeah, we and not we, we reduce and in, in a lot of cases, eliminate. Can you imagine? No fees. Look at that. Look at that. All studious and shit. <laughs> that would be good. Makes you look smarter. Before you got the bad boy look, now you got the, the, the businessman look, the guy ready to, to invent those processes. How do you come up with those ideas? Like you see a, a, a potential lack in the market and you're like, I'll create this. Like, how did you pull, let's say for the merchant service, how did you pull that up? Like you came up with an idea, but then how, what's the process? What's your process in order to make it happen? Well, I got robbed on credit card processing fees and I thought to myself, dude, this is ridiculous. Like this is unbelievable. I do, let's say $3 million in revenue and, and, and I only took home, you know, 2.6, 
So $400,000 I've given somebody in fees and shit. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I just started looking into the industry and realized that there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, I, I wouldn't say gouging, but let's just say not revealing that there's much better deals out there. And, and most people, they don't even check. You sign up with Stripe, you heard about Stripe, you sign up with Stripe, it is what it is. But what's crazy is what if Stripe cancels you? Yeah. Well, now you got to go look elsewhere. And then and then somebody else says, well, if Stripe canceled you, you must be high risk. Now your interest rate goes up. It's yeah, like, it's listen, if you find somebody that, that, you know, is credit card, is processing credit cards, tell them to look at their fees. And if they're not that much, if that's not that much even to worth dealing with, it's because you're not collecting enough revenue. If you're selling a lot of revenue, you're selling a lot of product, your business is booming, your credit card processing fees is money that you can find overnight. It'd be like finding a new account or two without doing anything other than just switching processors. Yeah, and it's it's insane talking about Stripe. It's like why I looked at Chase this year and, and, and get the terminal and stuff because I was banking with Chase. It would be deposited directly in my bank account. And a story happened to three of my friends at the same time and my girlfriend. Um, they had like one of them had $200,000 in the Stripe account because he was processing a lot of uh, daily activity. So he couldn't withdraw it until the payment are clear. Same thing with my girl. She had like 30, 40,000 and Stripe just seized the money for my girlfriend. They refounded every customer and they were like, you're a threat. And after two weeks of investigation, they're like, oh, we're sorry, it's, it's, it was a mistake. But they refounded all their customer that already got the product. So now you have to hope that your clients are honest and they're gonna send back the money because you already gave them the, the training and all that stuff. So it's a very corrupt industry. And it scared me because I, I was processing a lot of money on Stripe and I was like, wow, if they pull the plug on me, like I already, utilize my time to I do coaching like um for successful men and I'm like I already gave them the, the material I'm already invested in it and I, I do one-on-one -on -one calls and stuff so I'm like what if I wasted all that time and they pulled the plug for no reason so that that's a very very valid point and that's why I took I, I took the name because I'm always looking for something and I think like you said people don't have the information or maybe they don't look and what was easy is I was already with Stripe with two other businesses and all the websites have a Stripe integration. So you don't really look for further. Well, people should look further, especially if they want to save a little money. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for sure. And what would be massive lesson that you learned through the year that when you say like a lot of people don't have the information, what information do you think would be the most valuable for them? If, if I'm an entrepreneur today and I want to make it, <clears throat> What does Bradley has to tell me? Like you're coaching me right now. What do you tell me? If you, if you're an entrepreneur and what? Let's say I want to make it either. I start making six figure or I'm, I'm close to a million dollar and I want to scale my business and I want to make it like, is there, what's your, your valuable intake that your lesson that you learn, like the gold nugget that you're like, this made a huge impact. Yeah, I mean, dude, I wish I had some sort of rocket science answer, but the truth is, dude, you, you do more of what you're doing. Okay, you, you do more of what you're already doing. If you're making a million dollars doing what you do, do twice as much, you'll make probably more than twice as much. You know, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. The reason you don't have what you want in life is because you don't have the right relationships. If you knew the right people, you'd have everything you wanted. The reason you don't have what you want is because you don't know somebody. So you need to get your ass up, get your ass out and start introducing yourself, start shaking hands, start networking and building relationships because every dollar that you have ever received came from a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you want more dollars, get more relationships. I don't even know what you do for a business, but I'll tell you right now, I could double your business just simply by coming in and doubling what you're doing. You know, how many salesmen you got? Double them. How many, how much, how much do you spend on ads? Double it. You know, uh, double the things that you're doing and more than likely you'll double what you're getting. Now, that doesn't always apply because some things aren't scalable like that. So you have yeah. a couple of choices. You can charge more for your services or yeah. you can or you can have more services to charge for. So a lot of businesses that I see, they're doing a million dollars and they're really good at A, B or C. Well, they didn't really, you know, they don't integrate D, E, F, G, H, and I, because they don't want to be confused and they don't want to be diluted and yada, yada, yada. We're just 
creating some sort of vertical integration with other things that your business owner needs or your, or your customer needs could double and triple revenue. Kind of like yeah. an upsell, like adding more feature, adding more, more for your client and then charging for it. Let's say you're selling a product at a community and stuff like that. Well, it depends on your product, dude. But listen, if I'm buying something from you, do we have a relationship? Yeah. So if we have a relationship, what else can you help me with? Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of businesses, they don't think, what else can I help Mike with? They think, oh, Mike's a customer. Great. Let's just keep him happy. So here we are, here we are, here we are. The great businesses, the ones that continue to grow and scale, now say Mike is our customer. How else can we help Mike? And a lot, a lot of times it's related to how we helped you in the first place. So what, so what that'll do is that'll vertically integrate the next thing. So you can call it an upsell, but to me, it's just helping them with more things. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just solving more problems. You can come to me with Lightspeed VT, for example. You know, you don't, you don't know how to build a world-class training system. Okay, so we sell you that here. I also know that you're going to need to market. Do you have the marketing people? You might say, yeah, we got marketing down. Okay, good. Don't need that. What else can I help you with? How else yeah. can I earn your business? So I'm looking for more ways to generate revenue or I can raise my price. So, you know, let's say a guy's charging $100 an hour and he's booked up 10 hours a day. He's working his butt off. No more time. Can't make any more money. He's capped. Well, number one, are you doing everything or are you doing only what generates money? Number one. Number two, do more of it. Now, some people with a limited mindset will say, well, I, I'm only one person. Nobody said it had to be just you, champ. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody and said it. Nobody said it had to be just you. Yeah. So, so, so what do you do? You take some of that money that you're making and you hire somebody else. Now your margins will go down because you have to pay them, but that's okay. Why? Because would you rather have a dollar off a million people or a million off one? Now, some people might say, well, I'd rather have a million off one. No, because that's the, it's much more likely that that will end. Okay, so you just keep developing new products. But to answer your question, what would I tell people? I would tell people to go out and build more relationships. Relationships are truly the differentiator. And on that, on that, I had a question for you. So you say how to build relationships um, for someone. How would they go about building more relationship? What would be your suggestion where they can find it? Do you do you think about like, should they pay mentors? Should they? Uh, get in communities like what would be like you had to do it again what would you do well all of the above because i mean it, let me teach you how you get anything you want in life you ready mm -hmm. this is anything first thing you got to do mike is figure out what it is that you want which is most people's biggest challenge they don't really know what they want yeah and it's harder to figure out what you want than it is to get it yeah. so yeah. i'm going to teach you right now how to get anything you want And the first one is to figure out what it is. Yeah. Second one is to figure out now how to get it. So whatever it is that you want, now figure out how to get it. And let me give you the clue. It's easy. Find someone who's already got it. Yeah. Just find someone who's already done it, man. Quit making it difficult. <laughs> you know, you want to be a, a, a dude worth $10 million? Okay, doing what? You know, oh, you want to be this, that, other thing. There's someone else out there that's already done it. Go talk to them read their books, hire them to mentor you, whatever the case may be, because like action causes like results. <clears throat> so if, if more than likely, or if you go out and find someone who's already done it, boom, ask them how they did it, then you'd go to step three, which is do the work. Yeah. And a lot of people fail to do the work because they negotiate themselves out of everything. So they're going to rationalize and negotiate into where they're not doing the work. And then they say, this doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work because you don't. So listen, you got to do the work. Step one, figure out what it is. Step two, figure out who's already done it and find out how they did it. And then step yeah. three, do the damn work. And I don't care if it takes eight years. Like make a choice. You don't want to work for it for eight years. Well, then I guess you don't really want that, do you? Yeah. 
Because exactly. let's say I snatched up your family and I said, I'm going to kill them unless you work eight years straight without quitting. <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to think after a year, you know, maybe I shouldn't be worried about this. No, dude, you're going to work eight years straight just to save your family. Cause you know, you want your family, right? So yeah. it's the same thing. If you're setting a goal or you're making a decision and you're not living up to it, it's because you don't actually want what you thought you wanted. Because if you yeah. did, because if you did, the only question would be, how do I get it? Well, I just explained to you how you get it. You find someone who's already got it and you ask them or pay them if you have to. Well, I don't want to pay people. See, again, you guys, you don't get to choose, right? You don't get to choose, man. You get, you got to do the work. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I truly believe in that. And like, like you said, a lot of people think that they want something first because they were not precise on what they want. And then when it get hard or it's delayed gratification, they quit on it because they were not clear on their, on their goal. Like I have a video that I watch every day, 20 minutes, and it's everything I want to build in my future, every material thing, everything I want to do. And I, I, I see the incantation in it and I just watch it to remind myself what I'm chasing. And um, since I'm 19 years old, I know that I want to be the next Tony Robin. So I went to a seminar. And now this year I paid for this platinum, which is the highest membership you can get with him. And I'm getting closer and I'm seeing everything from an inside point. And it's costing maybe just this, this year, 130,000 just for this membership. So it's like, like, I really believe in finding someone that has what you want. And let's say I like Bradley. I like what he has. I'm going to kind of mimic what he has and who I need to become and what I like about you. And I'll, I'll, I'll take what I like and I'll include it in, in the package that I want to become. That's right. You have to be before you become. Mm -hmm. You're only 19. Yeah. Bro. The... No, 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 no. When I, when I was 19, I, I, I went to Tony Robbins for the first time and now I'm 31. And it, it was funny because at 21, I went to unleash the power within. I walked on fire and I went all in. I bought the university mastery, which was $20,000. And back then 20,000 was I didn't even know how I would come up with that money. And actually, I didn't come up with that money. I went bankrupt two years later, so I could never attend the seminar. And uh, two or three years later, I went bankrupt. I had some stuff happening and I never quit. And I, I did a, a lot of other mentorship. I went away like for doing other stuff. And this year, I bought my girl to unleash the power within. And I was like, you know what? Now I can afford it. I'm going to buy the highest fucking package he has. And I'm going to see what, what the best in the industry has to offer for that price. And... I, I took a lot of mentor in my life. I believe in, in skipping, like I call it quantum leap. It's like, you see someone, you learn as close as you can, and then you can learn from it way faster. It's like, there a you go. there you go. Hit it on the head. I agree. Awesome. And, um, is there any like massive failure that, that for you, like, there's no such thing as failure, but it's lesson learned. Was there like a point that you had a failure that, then transform into something that was a massive success? Um, you know, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, not really. Other than, you know, like I failed when I first, when I first started Lightspeed, I had actually went out to go start a training company. And I was very good at training people at my job. I worked for a company. I was the manager. So I trained everybody and I got very good at training people on how to sell clothes and persuade. So when I stopped my, my company job and I started opening my own business, it was going to train people. And I went out and I started training and I couldn't get people to do it. And I failed miserably because what I thought was, you know, I couldn't even figure it out. I was like, I was successful here. And now I'm not successful. I'm not able to get people to kick ass before I could get everyone to kick ass. Now I'm, I can't do it when I'm doing it for myself. So I couldn't figure out what the hell the problem was. So I did a little research and I found four key ingredients, good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. Now, when I was training, I didn't know that. So I basically failed at the training organization, which then caused me to look for the solution or the, or the remedy. And it was light speed. It was my company. And so I developed that for myself originally. And then when I solved the problem for myself, I realized I solved the problem for a lot of other trainers at the same time. So then I started licensing other trainers to use my software. 
And as you know, SaaS, software as a solution or a service, software as a service companies, you know, they get 10, 20 multiples, you know, they're, they're very sought after their recurring revenue. So I kind of just accidentally, you know, took that failure and turned it into a massive winner. So that would be one. Yeah. And it's, it's like life was rerouting you into something even better. So instead of quitting, you were like asking proper question inquiries. You were like, how can I make it better? What, what didn't I, why did I fail at that? And then you created a better product and it became something like that. Now, like you said, you could sell like nine, nine figure, which is super impressive. And you're still building other businesses on the side and talking about you, you talk about having multiple stuff and multiple business. When would you, in your opinion, when would you think is the best? Cause for me, what I teach people is I think you should focus on one business, maybe until you hit a million or so, and the business is driving and, and you kind of like nailed it and then you can diversify into other stuff. What would be your opinion on that? I pretty much agree. I mean, in a way, I think, I think when people try to diversify too early, they get diluted. Yeah. So I think you should go, you know, all in and focus on one thing for long enough until it's successful and it's operating and it can operate without you and then yeah. diversify. That's awesome. So become an, uh, an owner of business instead of an operator. So at first, like you, like yourself, you were very much involved with the business until it was very successful. And now you diversified into many other businesses, which is often a mistake that people do. It's fear of missing out. I used to be like that. Like everybody come with a great idea and a great project. And one of your business was maybe starting to take off and then you dilute and then it's failing on both sides because you're chasing two rabbits. hundred percent. You're a wise young man, my friend. <laughs> and um, like you build a successful company. I like that your, your businesses has amazing culture and stuff like that. And you're always talking about hiring the right people. And sometimes you fail at hiring them. And so how do you do it? What's your process? Do you have like a special interview? Do you go just with your feeling? Where do you find the people? How do you know that someone is right for your business? Like the whole getting the right people. I, I would love more insights on that. Uh, I'm myself, um, like, to be honest with you for a while, I couldn't scale more than a million because nobody could do it better than me. And, and it was a problem for a while because I was getting my, I needed to do everything. And I, I was not, now I rephrased it into, I became a good leader. And instead of judging people for their mistake, I'm trying to see how we can improve, but it was still hard for me. It took me a while to find the right people. And sometimes it's still a struggle to add more amazing people to the team. So what would be your advice on that? Well, I mean, I would establish a set of core values and operating principles that you go by and you can see very quickly whether they, you know, slide in. But I'm also a firm believer that people will bullshit you left and right. So a lot of people, they're very good at auditions. They're very good at interviews where you're going to make a mistake. You know, so you do, do your due diligence. But the biggest thing I would point out is, you know, when we build a business, we want a bunch of stallions around. We want a bunch of badasses. Well, have you ever seen stallions run with the turkeys between their feet? <laughs> no. That's because stallions don't run with turkeys. So if you have a bunch of turkeys on your staff hoping to find some stallions, even if you do, they don't stick around because you got a bunch of turkeys. So rather than figure out how do I find good people, I'd start to figure out how do you get rid of not good people first? Mm -hmm. Like you want to get rid of everybody that's food, like an empty seat is better than uh, uh, the wrong seat. You know, you get the wrong person in the seat. That's, that's not as good as an empty seat because at least, you know, you can see that you have an empty hole there, but at the end of the day, I would say worry more about getting rid of the people that aren't stallions so that when you do find the stallions, they come in. And then in order to find the stallions, who's your number one competitor? You know, go go get their vice president and see if they want to be your president. Give them a promotion for the company and try to make it your top competitor. So let's say your top competitors, you know, such and such. Dude. Pick up the phone, walk in there, get the receptionist some donuts. They don't know who you are and literally steal their vice president. 
That's savage. I love it. But dude, I mean, I mean already- at, the, at the end of the day, dude, the people you're looking for aren't looking for a job. The people you're looking for have a job. So you want to start looking in the paper and you want to go to Craigslist. You want to go to Indeed. And you want to find someone looking for a job. My question is, dude, is the person you're really looking for looking for a job? No. And and it so how do you know that those people would be faithful? It's like if you get a girl and she's cheating on her no, man. You don't. <laughs> Okay, so you're taking a guess. Yeah, I mean, again, like, dude, at the end of the day, if a chick cheats on you, what are you going to stop dating because of that? No, no, it's just like I wouldn't marry necessarily. I know, but like, I, I don't want to date anymore because they might cheat on me, dude. You, that's a bad approach. Like, that's not a. No, I mean, for your wife, like, if if a girl cheat on her man while she's with him, and then I'm, maybe I wouldn't want a wife here. <laughs> like, so I'm thinking about if I'm stealing an employee of someone. Maybe he's not that faithful to the company. If I want to include him in the culture, it, it's a little, it's a little shaky. Dude, are you really looking for someone that's that's that faithful to the company, dude? You want someone that's faithful to themselves and their families. Like, so dude, I want, so, I want, I want, I want someone that's willing to do whatever it takes to bust their ass for themselves and their family. I don't expect people to die for my company. This is my company. It's not their company. Like, dude, you can't expect somebody to love your company as much as you do when they don't own any of it. So when I go to a guy over at, let's say, such and such, and they don't have any shares, you know, they're just, they're salaried or, or you know, whatever their pay plan is. And, and let's say, you know, they'd love to move up to president or CEO, but the, the president and the CEO there, they're not going anywhere for a long time. Maybe it's the owner's son. Maybe it's the owner himself. You know, like I'm not, no one's going to bump me out of being CEO here unless I want to be bumped out. So if someone was sitting around here wanting to be CEO, knowing full well, they never would be. And then old Mikey calls up and says, Hey, how'd you like to come work with me? We're in the very similar business. We're up and coming. I think we're a little bit more advantaged, but we're looking for a president. We'd love to have you come over here and find a new home. Yeah, dude, that's how you do it. And if you're going to hold it against them because they quit, well, then don't do it. <laughs> no, no. I was just curious to see what, what was your thinking on that. And um, that's awesome. Do you have like any kind of routine or any stuff you do on a daily regarding your health, your meditation, diet, like you train, like stuff like that? Do you have any particular routine? Yeah, I mean, we all fall short. So sometimes I stop doing it, but, you know. I do routine. I wake up in the morning. I get my heart rate ro- going at least 30 minutes, no matter what. I, I text five people that I know that I want to build a relationship with. So I'm not one of those people that only call when I need something. So I just text five people to build and nurture those relationships. And then I uh, focus on money by figuring out what are the five things I need to do today to drive revenue. And then the fourth one is I'll read 10 to 20 pages of a book or listen, in, or listen to a book so I get new information. Because most people fail to realize that if you really want to change what you're getting, you have to change what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you want to change what you're doing, you have to change your behavior. Because the reason you do what you do is your belief system. So the belief system is why you behave the way you behave. So if you want to change your behavior so so you can change your results, you have to change your beliefs. Yeah. Make sense? So in order to change your beliefs, you need new information. There's no other way to change a belief than, than to get new information. So right now, whatever it is that you believe is why you're doing what you're doing, which is getting you what you're getting. Whether it's a lot or a little, it doesn't matter. It's the same principle. Yeah. So, so if you want to change what you're getting, whether it's more or less, you know, you got to change what you're doing. If you want to change what you're doing, you got to change what you believe. The only way to change what you believe is to get new information. So I just make it a habit on a daily basis to do that because when it boils down to it, dude, it boils down to mindset, skill set, and habits. Yeah. Mindset, skill set, and habits. That is the, what makes the difference between champions and average people. Yeah, your your thoughts that you think for a long time become belief and you can change them. And a lot of people are so attached to their belief, but it's just you you had those thoughts for a long time. And like you said, you don't have any more new information. So I, I like that you still read a lot and it, it proves that no matter where you are in life, 
it's important to get new information because you're at a very high status. You made it in life. Uh, you're, you're an amazing businessman, an amazing person, and you still keep growing. So that that's really cool. And regarding your, do you drink? Do you have, uh, do you diet? Like in terms of stuff like that, your sleep, like how do you prioritize your health in all that? Well, I prioritize health as number one, because without that, you'll give everything you have to get it back. So again, I don't drink except for on occasion, maybe a celebra celebratory thing. Yeah. Um, you know, same thing with cigars. I used to smoke a bunch of cigars, but I stopped doing that. Now I just, you know, work out, eat right, enjoy life. Awesome. And what, what is enjoy life for you? What does it mean? Like, what you know, does travel, it travel, hang out with friends, family, build relationships, just hang out with people you enjoy, do the things you enjoy. Awesome. So, uh, two questions for you. What is your top three book and then your top three destination? What was your top three favorite country? So let's start with the books. I think the top three book would, would probably be, uh, the four agreements, mm -hmm. think and grow rich and how to win mm -hmm. friends and influence people. Now, again, there's a lot of other books like, you know, as a man thinketh is up there. It's hard to say which one are my top three, you yeah. know, um, uh, there's just so many, but, but, but those three, I think made the biggest impact. Yeah. Four agreement did change my life. Like when I was looking for, that is the book that I always say that for me changed my life because at some point I was very depressed and I needed some guidance and I started living my life on those four agreements and it, it had a massive impact in my life and my career. And it, every year I started doubling my income and I don't really drink since I'm 24. I stopped partying. I don't know what people have to celebrate that much. Like most of them, their life is a failure or they're not even happy and they celebrate every fucking day or every weekend getting shit face. So it's, it's crazy to me. I'd yeah. like to see more people like you that, um, are open about it, that alcohol is not good. And sometimes it's okay to have some, if you want to have a little drink or stuff, but it's prioritizing your health is number one and not enough businessmen do it. And they, like you said, they're going to sacrifice their health to get money. But for you, you make sure that you prioritize that and, and you don't sacrifice it to make more money. 100%. Dude, it's very important. People realize what they just said. Rewind that and listen to it again. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, what is your top three destination talking about travel? Um, you know, I think number one would be Rome, Amsterdam, and Greece. Mykonos. And why, why is that? <laughs> What's their special? Well, I mean, you know, Rome, dude. Like, what do you think? Rome? You been to Rome? Twice. I have the Colosseum on my shoulder tattooed. Okay, well, then, you know, what do you mean what's special about it? It's fucking no, I wanna Rome. Hear your, I want to hear what's special because maybe some people didn't go. Dude, I actually it's Rome, went. man. It's Rome. It's history. It's like freaking – I stayed at a place that's right across the street from some place that was born or that was built in 100 A.D., like the Roman <laughs> soldiers, the gladiators, like everything about that whole thing is crazy. That's where like almost life began. I also went to South Africa, which they say is the cradle of mankind, but I'm not, I'm not real. Uh, I wasn't blown away by, by Africa. I was blown away by Rome. I loved Rome. And then Amsterdam, it's got like a splash of modernism, but it's like almost Jack the Ripper days over there. It's like beautiful canals people were nice like dude i just loved amsterdam and then and then uh mykonos you know me and my girl hung out at nikki beach all day and it's just beautiful big you know white buildings you know these rich blues it's just freaking amazing you know but dubai was pretty nice you know um i don't know like i think my top three is rome mykonos and Amsterdam. That's cool. I didn't do Mykonos yet. I'm going for a wedding in September. For me, it was like so much party that I skipped it, but I guess I'll have to give it a shot. And Amsterdam, I actually never been. It's on the list, but yeah, I'm going to actually to Zambia in June. So I'll, I'll, I'll be able to see. Like uh, I heard Africa is amazing, but like, like you said, it depends what you're looking for. Rome is definitely in my top three city in the world. Like Bali is in the top Hawaii is something special and Rome definitely in the top. And 
would you live anywhere else than United States or like USA is kind of like your go-to for, for a while? Well, I mean, I would, but you know, like Lake Cuomo, Italy, like I'm sure I could live there for a while. Yeah. Um, but you know, I am, I do love America. I like being here. Every time I travel and get back home to this country, I'm like, you know, I am, I am very fond of this country. <laughs> and where, where do you live in America? Las Vegas right now, Nashville, and um, maybe Scottsdale. I'm thinking about getting a place there too. Arizona, yeah, that I heard it's beautiful. So yeah. now your 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 well, office is in Vegas. Our headquarters is in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I uh, Vegas is cool. It's a little hot, <laughs> but it's nice. And um, yeah, two last questions for you. Uh, what would be your best time management advice? Like I know you said every day you focus on the five things that can make the most impact in your business. What if you feel overwhelmed or something happened? Like what is your best time management advice? Do you, do you run a schedule? Like how do you manage your time? You know, I, we all struggle with managing time. At the end of the day, you manage time by figuring out what's the most valuable use of it. And that changes. It's variable. Like there is no one thing you should be doing, it, you know, all day long. You know, it's variable. Sometimes, you know, my daughters call and need me. Well, that takes priority. So now I'm going home when I, you know, thought I was going to be, you know, in a meeting. So To me, time management is simply the art of, you know, using your time most valuably. And, you know, that it just depends on factors. So you got to pay attention, listen to the feedback, see what's going on. You know, it's hard to say, but I, I would say, listen, my biggest advice on time management is don't worry. Don't have FOMO. Okay, don't worry about what you're missing out on. Okay, focus on what you believe is the most productive thing you can do with your time because your time is limited and it really is limited. So like, dude, every minute you waste talking to some jack off, listening to some negative person, you know, doing stuff that you really don't want to be doing, you know, is it, just it's just you better really think about uh, the time because every minute that goes by and you invest it into something that's not going to have a return, you're making a big, big mistake. So if I was you, my advice would be make sure that wherever your time goes is paying handsomely. Awesome. <laughs> that's great advice. And my last question for you is um, like, you have beautiful family and stuff. How would you Like, what is your intake on relationship? A lot of men out there just partying, fucking girl left and right. I've been there, done that. And I realized that having a woman that is going to support me and my business on my side, increase my productivity and, and is way more valuable. What would be your intake on, on that? Like for folks out there that are still like wasting a little bit too much time on, on girls. Well, again, I mean, to me, I think until you figure out who you are and, and what you want, I, I don't think a, a partner is even in the mix. Like, dude, go out and figure out who you are, what you want and start working towards that. And, and, and a woman or a man will come along at some point in that journey. But, you know, you're the only person that's going to stick with you from now until you die. Everyone else is questionable. So yeah. you're, you're, you're sitting there chasing women and, and having fun. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to realize none of that was worth anything. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, you know, you got to find somebody that you really enjoy being with and then, and then, you know, give that person that attention and that time. But to me, you know, women for men, anyway, women uh, <laughs> can ruin you and women can make you. So yeah. if, you're, if your woman drives you to get up and be better with her than without her, which a lot of women do, you know, then, then you're lucky. I'd just be focused on you though. Like, again, my, my girl makes me a better me. You yeah. Know, there was a song out there. I forget what it's called. This is like, like, um, I'm, I'm a, um, I'm a something by myself. 
something else when we're together. So in other words, <laughs> find someone that really accents and, 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 and contributes. Otherwise, dude, leave it for later. Dude, listen, there, there, there's an ass for every seat. Okay. You're not going to miss the bus. Okay. My dad yeah. used to say with, you know, if, if you miss the 815, don't worry. The 830 is going to be around the corner anytime. Like, dude, listen, women or men, I'm talking to you both. You don't need anybody. Okay. You need to go get yourself right. You need to go get yourself happy. You need to go fall in love with yourself before you worry about anybody else. And if you're out there chasing tail, dude, I'm telling you, it's not going anywhere. Okay. You're going to wake up one day wishing that you that you put your focus on something else because what you focus on grows and what you ignore goes away. So you focus on the women. Yeah. You might get a bunch of women, but then everything else is going to suffer. But it is possible if you're a unicorn like me to have it all. It is very easy. It is possible to have it all. Don't listen to people say, well, you can't have everything. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But you got to be using this, man. You got to be, you know, time management. You got to be focused. You got to make good decisions. You want to eliminate yeah. negative people. You, I mean, there's so much to learn and do, but you can have it all. That's a fact. Yeah, no, for sure. If you're single, like I think even if you want to have women and stuff, it's like as long as it's when your things are done and you focused on yourself and like you said, become the person you should be to attract the partner you want. But definitely, I believe that once you have the right partner uh, and she support you, it can massive create massive impact in your life. There you go. And um, is there a question that I didn't ask you that you would want to talk about? Nope. Awesome. Is there any last word that you want to say where people can find you, uh, your website, and I will definitely check your your service merchant because I, I need to get rid of those fee. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can just Google me, Brad Lee, L-E-A. Um, find me on Instagram at the real Brad Lee. My website's bradlee.com. But that's about it. I mean, you know, you can find me if you really want to find me. Trust me, you can find me. Just Google me. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate that you are, uh, that you, the time that you took with me and you're a role model. Like I listen to your content. There's a lot of things that I, I'm like, it's exactly how I think. And I love that you're super truthful to yourself. You say it how it is. You say what you think. You don't really care about other people's opinion. And I, I think we need more alpha male like that, that just stand up for whatever they believe. And they're not scared to just say it. So I respect you for that, man. It's amazing. Well, thank you. And you know, when you said, do I want to say anything in closing? I would say what you just touched on. If you want to raise your net worth, raise your self-worth. The reason you don't want to say things and do things is because you fear other people's opinion. The reason you fear other people's opinion is because you don't have a good enough opinion of yourself. So go out and work on that relationship the most. Get to a position where you have that confidence and the rest will just fall into place. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, thank you very much for your time, man. I hope uh, I'll stay connected with you and I'll keep following your content. You're an amazing person. And guys, I will see you in another podcast. Have a great day. Thanks, bud. If you're hearing this message because you made it through the end of the podcast, I hope that you learn a lot. I hope that you catch some gem. And I wanted to thank you for your support and always being there. If you want to drop a like or share it with some friend that you think could benefit from this podcast and subscribe to the podcast channel, thank you very much. And I see you in the next episode.